Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Todd, Congratulations to you on this very special day, and thank you for joining us on this call. And um, you. if you'd like to share any opening remarks, uh, sure. feel free before we go into the question and answer session. Yeah, I mean, for, first of all, I'd like to thank the the baseball writers um, for for electing me. Um, I know that's a it's a it's a huge honor, and it's very humbling um, that uh, that I got in. Um, I guess I need to thank my mom and dad. Um, my family, um, who supported me the whole 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 time, um, Dick Monfort um, was um, was was great to me, and um, all the Rockies fans. I, I was very lucky to get drafted by Colorado. Not only is it a good place to hit, it, it's got great fans, and um, it's got uh, um, you know just good people running the organization. And um, it, uh, it it was a lot. It was seventeen good years, and. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I miss it. Um, I didn't think I would, but um, I, I miss the competition of of going out and 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 playing every day. That's great, Todd. We are now ready to take questions from the call participants. So, if you'd like to ask a question of Todd Helton, please click reactions at the bottom of your screen, and then click the raise hand button. Uh, we will start with uh, Troy Rank. Go right ahead, Troy. Todd, congratulations, my man. Thanks, Troy. It was agonizing at times. Yes. Did it, did it feel like you expected? I know you didn't want to talk about it leading up to it. At times yeah. you ignored it. But when you, the way you, the numbers you put up, the way you perform in your career, your work, did, I don't want to say it's validation, but does it feel like you expected to now be in the one percentile of someone who's ever played professional baseball? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I think I would use the word the, the word validate. Um, I was kind of talking to my wife, and that's kind of one thing I said. Um, you know, kind of everything I've done is kind of it, it really did happen, and uh, it, you know, yeah. and it was good enough to make it to the Hall of Fame. You know, my dad, um, my dad was very hard on me, um, but he also when I would go one for three and, you know, it's a bad, bad day when you're young. Um, he'd say one for three, get you in the hall of fame. And, um, you know, 
he was tough on me, but he he did say things like that to um, that that helped me. And um, you know, I I knew about the Hall of Fame when I was eight years old, just from my dad playing baseball. And um, you know, it's not not the reason I played or in, in, by any stretch of the imagination, but um, um, but I, I'm very happy that I made it. Let's, let's say that. Appreciate you, Todd. Congratulations, man. Thanks, Troy. Appreciate it, buddy. Next question will go to uh, Luke Zalman. Luke, go ahead. Todd, congratulations, man. A huge deal. It's, uh, I'm just curious, what, what do you hope this does for future generations of Rockies? Because I think seeing someone who played all 17 years in Colorado finally make it, I think in some ways can feel like a little bit of a glass ceiling got broke. I mean, what do you hope this does for, for Colorado players moving forward when it comes to Hall of Fame balloting? Um, you know, I, I think Larry... Uh, Walker moved that needle more than more than me. Um, you know, he he paved the way for me, and um, you know, I got to thank him too. Um, he, he he made it all right for for the voters to to vote for a, you know a Colorado position player. Um, it's it's kind of weird in Colorado. You pitchers get hurt. Um, you know, you know, like they they say they can't throw in, in thin air, and then um, hitters get get dinked because they play at Colorado. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of, you don't get to pick where you play um, and you always want to hit better at your home park. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not embarrassed or anything about my home and road numbers. Um, you know, going on the road after hitting in Colorado is hard and um, the ball breaks more. And, um, you know, it's a huge adjustment going through the season, going through that, that rigorous grind of being able to make those changes um, mid season. So it is, it, you know, it is a good place to hit, but it is, it, there is some, some, you know, some drawbacks some toughness about, about going and playing there. Next question. We will go to Patrick Lyons. Patrick, go right ahead. Patrick here. Did we lose him? Alex Spear, go right ahead. Todd, congratulations. Um, I'm you. just curious. This is at a time when you're being uh, when you're being elected as a, a career long Rocky. Um, uh -huh. how, do you ever think back to uh, in 2000 before the 2007 season when the Rockies uh, when the Rockies were talking with you about approving a trade to the Red Sox? Yes. And how different? Uh, how much you value having spent your career with one team? Um, what that alternate history might look like? Yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy because we, we, you know, obviously we ended up playing the Red Sox in the World Series and they, they throttled us. But um, but I think making it with the team that I struggled with and and and, and watched build, help build and, um, you know, put my heart and soul into um, um, for, for all those years. I mean, losing in the World Series was meant more than winning it somewhere else. Thank you so much and congratulations. Thank you so much. And next up, we'll go with Owen Perkins. Go right ahead, Owen. Uh, congratulations, Todd. Uh, I'm, you can hear me, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I wanted to go back to 10 more years back to um, 98 um, and stepping into the lineup full-time that year 
and filling Andre Scalaraga's shoes. Yeah. How big of a challenge was that to start your career um, in place of somebody who was an, already an icon in Colorado and at the top of his popularity and, and um, powers? I mean, he's a great player. And, and obviously there's pressure going in and replacing somebody like that. Not only a good player, um, but a um, but a fan favorite. Um, you know, he, he's a great guy. Uh, he helped me a lot. Um defensively, you know, he talked to me. He didn't have to do all that stuff. But in spring training, he he was great to me. Um, and think about Andres. Um, when he hit the ball, it made a different sound. So when I first got to watch him hit, I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can do this. But um, the first part of the year, I guess the first half of 98, I, um, you know, I, I was waiting for the call every day to get sent down. Um, you know, that's how bad I was struggling. And uh, – I decided two things. I was not going to focus on my hitting. I was going to focus on my defense uh, just to change it up. And um, I tried to get outside of myself and help somebody else instead of, uh, instead of worried about myself all the time. And, um, you know, it, to me, that just it picked me up. Um, it was, it was a, it was a good way to not focus on, on, on hitting because, you know, I, I didn't let myself eat if I didn't get a hit uh, in my first couple of years. Um, I was very hard on myself. Uh, and uh, it took me years to to, to realize that, um, you know, I got to take care of myself. It's a long season. And um, um, but Andres was great. And it, there was a lot of pressure there. I think at the All-Star break, I had eight home runs, um, ended up with 25. Uh, so, you know, I got hot. I got to play with Greg Colburn and he, he played against the lefties my first half of the year. So, you know, the, the Rockies did a great job of, you know, not putting me in a position where, you know, I was um, overmatched. Um, but every, every, every game that Colburn played against the lefty, I, I went into Don Baylor's office and sat down and looked at him and said, why am I not playing today? And he'd tell me he was great. Um, you know, love him. Um, love him. And he, um, He'd say, all right, we got a right-hander going tomorrow. You get three hits. I'll play against the lefty the next day. So, um, you know, it was that's, that's all I asked for. And um, I, I ended up getting three hits, and I played against the lefty, and I ended up getting more hits. Next thing you know, they traded Greg Coleman. Um, and you kind of allude to how serious you were on the field, uh, yes. some of what you just talked about. You didn't um, um, weren't known for showing your emotions a whole lot, but can you talk about maybe – the times you had the most fun and and the most emotional moment for you as a Rocky? Um, I mean, I, the, the most emotional moment was um, is when we when I realized I caught the ball and I realized we were going to go to a World Series. Um, other than that, it's the home run I hit off Saito um, uh, for in that doubleheader to, um, to to sweep the Dodgers. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of good moments. Um, you know, I 2007 season obviously was my favorite season, um, but I enjoyed winning. Um, you know, every game we won was a good game. So, and and I was excited, and I think that's that's huge for for um, for a team. We, you know, we we started making uh, making a, a huge difference if we won or lost, and. Um, I think that helped. It was something we did on our own, and um, we ended up 
you know, it, it was a big deal to lose and it was a big deal to win. And um, it kind of changed the perception of what we were trying to do a little bit. Thanks. Congratulations. Huh? Thank you. Thanks. Yep. For our next question, we will go to Patrick Lyons. We'll try again. Todd, congratulations. Thank you. You mentioned the double standard that some players uh, have to deal with uh -huh. playing at Coors Field. Uh, can you pinpoint any reason as to why that the conversation has kind of gone that way without, you know, further research really, really being done? And, and do you think this will change some things now that you're in and, and maybe people will do a little bit more homework? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, I'm a good example of you for anybody that playing for Colorado or coming up for, with the Rockies is that, um, you know, you could not only can you, are you going to win? Um, we're not winning now, but we're going to win. But you can, you know, you you can make it to the Hall of Fame and they're not going to hold it against you. And, um, you know, I think that's, that was big. Thank you. And for the next question, Mike Kliss. Mike, go right ahead. Yeah. Hey, Todd, congratulations. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, good, good. Good to see you again. Um, yeah, did you, you think that the Coors Field factor would, would prevent you from this moment, especially maybe that first year when you got 16.5% of the vote? Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I really didn't listen to anybody or anything uh, this time around. I just, um, I just, I, I, like, I didn't check the internet. I didn't watch the baseball channel. Um, you know, I just said that happens. It happens. If it doesn't, doesn't. Um, but of course, field. You know, it's a good place to hit. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it it, it was fun hitting there. Um, but it, like I said, it, it was harder when you went on the road. But um, of course, I mean, you, you looked out there and there's a lot of green. Not only the ball, and you just felt like you're gonna get a hit. And I, I think that's that's part of it. I mean, you got to feel good if, when you're up at the plate because you're, you know, you're failing seven out of 10 times. So you, you have to take some positives out of it. And um, that's what I tried to do. And next question, we'll go to Trent Rosecrans. Go right ahead. Hey, Todd, congratulations. Um, first you. of all, um, the other part is, I was going to ask you with you and Joe Maurer, both of you were very high level quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Is there anything from that that helped you in your baseball career and maybe helped Joe as well? Absolutely. Um, I had a, um, I was fortunate at the University of Tennessee. I had uh, Coach Fulmer, Phil Fulmer, and uh, Coach David Cutcliffe. Um, they were baseball fans. So they let me. Um, you know, they, they let me concentrate on baseball and baseball season. Um, you know, I, once we went into team, you know, I did all the, the individual at practice and then we'd break for team and the kickers would run uh, in. I'd run in with them and go down to the cage and hit and miss the second half of practice. They never knew I was gone. Um, but um, all of our, all of our tests, all of the stuff that we had to learn um, from coach Cudcliffe, uh, there was always a baseball saying in the back and, um, you know, like uh, for instance, one of them was don't be a dirt kicker. And, um, you know, that stayed with me. Uh, you know, don't, 
don't show you're emotional. Don't show the other team that you're, um, you know, that you're mad. Yeah, I, I broke many a bats and many a helmets, but it was under the under the tunnel where where, where no kid could see. Um, so, I think you know, in football, you, you practice and and everything is focused on that one game, that one uh, one week. You know, I kind of took that football mentality in, into baseball, and you know, I just let it out uh, every game and uh, played every game like it was my last. At least I tried to. I'm not going to say I did it every time, but um, I think the football mentality helped me a lot in um, in my day to day work. You know, playing baseball and football in college too is, you know, they asked me what the, the hardest thing to do, and it's manage your time. Um, you know, not only are you watching film and playing baseball and hitting the cage, but you you, know, you also got to at least try to go to school, and. Um, you know, it was hard, but I, you know, I learned, I learned, you know, what was important. I learned, I learned a lot in college. I, I wasn't ready as a, as a high schooler to, to go out and play. So um, I grew up a lot, made a lot of, a lot of good friends. And, um, you know, it was, it was a great time um, in my life. And I, you know, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And and just a quick follow-up as someone who was in the stands in Sanford stadium for the, your start against Georgia, uh, <laughs> At what point did you realize, oh, my God, this freshman is going to be a lot better than me, and, and I probably am not as good as this freshman? Oh, I knew that first first meeting we went into uh, without even seeing me on the field. Um, he he knew he knew the offense better than I did. You know, I've been there three years. Um, you know, he came in and raising his hand, answering questions. You know, I called him a teacher's pet a few times. Um, but uh, once we got on the field, you know, we – I got to play with Heath Schuler too, you know, came in second in the Heisman. So I, I realized real quick that I wasn't going to be an NFL quarterback. And so, um, I mean, football was paying my way to college, but um, I definitely focused on on baseball. And, I, you know, I, I mean, I played but uh, football, but, you know, it was all right. Next question, and we only have time for one or two more. We're going to go to Brent Hubs. Yeah, Brent. Hey, Todd, congratulations. I've got two questions. One, how did you remain competitive from such an early age all the way through that, that you you say you missed it now? How did you never deal with a burnout factor with the grind of the sport? And then two, how did you pass the time today? Good question. Today was rough. Uh, uh, today, I... Um, I went and got physical therapy, so uh, stretched, um, you know, working on my back, trying to get me, trying to get my golf game right. Uh, so uh, that's what I did today. Uh, you know, it took two hours out of my day, so that that was big. Um, but after that, it it, it went real slow. Um, competitive wise, all the way, I, I don't know. I mean, I I I always wanted to win, um, which is crazy. I. I'm not that competitive now uh, as I used to be. Um, I really don't, you know, I, I think after playing that many years in the big leagues, uh, you know, your, your level of competition uh, in games that you play um, kind of drops off a little from your, from your golf game. So uh, yeah, I, I was the most superstitious guy in the world and um, I hadn't used a super, I hadn't been superstitious in 10 years until today. 
And last question, Robert Grayson, we have time for one final question. Thank you, and uh, congratulations, Todd. Thank you. Um, did you, at some point, um, when you hit 372, mm -hmm. did you think you may go to 400? Was was that, did you feel that was really a possibility? And did that put a lot of pressure on you? Or, or did you not focus on that aspect? Um, you know, there was pressure. And uh, yeah, I felt it. Um, did I think I was going to hit 400? Um, you know, I got to 400 uh, during a game in August. And, you know, I didn't get hit the next day. So I ended up at like a 397 or 398. Um, so I, I thought there was a chance. Um, Buddy Buddy Bell was the manager. And, you know, he said he wasn't going to give me a day off. He wasn't going to sit me. He, I was going to go out and play, um, which I liked. I, I, I was a big fan of that. So, um, uh, you know, we, we played the Braves and faced Maddox. And I hit the ball hard, but right at everybody. And that was um, – that was the downfall of 400 right there. I, I went into a little tail spin right there. Um, and, um, you know, 372 is, is still a good number. It sure is. It sure is. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Todd. We look Thanks, forward John. to celebrating your exceptional career at the 2024 induction ceremony, which will take place July 21st in Cooperstown.